0: This is John from Partners in Health, Sierra Leone. Today is Tuesday, April 14th. One new coronavirus case was confirmed in Sierra Leone today, bringing the total number of cases up to 11 in the country. Uh, The new case was a traveler from Guinea uh, who had come over and had been in quarantine. Um, for a couple of weeks. Today we're joined by Allie Pearson, Partners in Health Sierra Leone's supply chain manager. Uh, And Ali's gonna give us a little bit more insight into the impact that coronavirus has had on global supply chains and the availability of personal protective equipment to keep clinicians safe, medical supplies and pharmaceuticals, and also steps we've taken as an organization to prepare ourselves for an eventual outbreak in Sierra Leone. Just going to jump right in with some supply chain questions if you don't mind. So there's a lot of concern around the world right now about shortages of medical supplies and equipment needed to fight coronavirus, uh, masks and other PPE in particular. So where does uh, where does Sierra Leone stand with all of those equipment needs and um, do Well Body Clinic and Koidu Government Hospital have enough stock?
1: For now, we're we're doing okay. the The thing that's a bit a bit scary is that we don't know the level of impact that our facilities will have, and so we don't know how much consumption we will have down the line and how many months that will last for. So we do have some estimates from Marta about um, you know our projected monthly demand if we get um, significant cases of covid in kono and we are placing orders to um to be able to support that demand Um, but for now we're we're great we have we have um a a pretty pretty good stock of n95 masks left over from ebola and we have face shields um, reusable and disposable we have now a lot of gloves that uratu and the team and the procurement team in freetown helped us to secure um local order of gloves because the international supply chain for gloves is um not not uh very there's there's shortages globally so um yeah we're we're okay for now the the thing that's worrying is that we don't know we don't know what our demand will look like so We are trying to conserve what we have for now just to be safe, but we are also placing orders for if we potentially have a lot of COVID cases in Kono in the future.
0: Can you talk a little bit about sort of when you heard about coronavirus and um, sort of how we started preparing in terms of the supply chain, any steps? I I think you started to answer this, but any steps you took um, to make sure we would have what we needed?
1: Yeah, sure. So the first thing we did was to place orders of things before, before we were even thinking that coronavirus would be coming to Sierra Leone. We placed some cross-site PIH orders for things that we thought that the lead time would be dramatically impacted for even just our normal care. So we fortunately had some orders already in for things like surgical gloves, surgical masks, gowns, exam gloves n 95 masks um, that have been in the pipeline for over a month now. So that has really helped us with um, the lead time uh, issues that have been coming up more and more. Um, but then the next thing we did was to look at um, if we if and when we we were going to be um having coronavirus in Sierra Leone, what would that mean for um, increased demand? Which items would we need more of? And um would we be able to support that increased demand with what we currently have? So we've now placed a few different orders um, for cross-site PIH with um, quantities for a lot of these IPC materials and then also drugs, equipment, other things that are needed for COVID.
0: For most of the severe cases of COVID, um, they require like ventilators and other pieces of equipment that don't necessarily exist in Sierra Leone. Can you talk a little bit about um, whether we've been a part of procuring any of this equipment or what our level stock levels are for it?
1: Yes, so the government of Sierra Leone has purchased um, a lot of ventilators for the country. We have bought um, new 10 liter per minute oxygen concentrators which are gonna be useful even without coronavirus, but. Um, it was with coronavirus funding, and it will help for um, a lot if we are treating um, COVID at our facilities to have these uh, extra concentrators um, for ventilators. There's still a question up in the air because the, the aerosolization of the the way that vent, when you use a ventilator, it puts a lot of particles into the air. I'm not a clinician, but this is my understanding. So it puts um, those around the person being ventilated at at greater risk of contracting, uh, coronavirus. Um, and it's also a quite, a quite a specialized piece of equipment to use. So our team is, um, we have people who are trained to use ventilators and we, we want ventilators for our facility even without coronavirus. But the question of whether, whether we're going to use them with coronavirus patients still sounds like it's, It's up in the air um, because of the risk it would put our providers in to use them.
0: Yeah, and I know we also just sent over two uh, new oxygen concentrators over to the military hospital. I think they're on loan from Partners in Health to the military hospital because they're actually seeing coronavirus cases. So I think there were four that came in and two are now, um, two are for LACA for the TB hospital and two are for the military hospital.
1: Yes. And that was just the first four of an order of 20. So there are more coming in for Sierra Leone.
0: And uh, are there any examples of where things are, are worrying you, whether it's for the um, Kissi Psychiatric Teaching Hospital order or our KGH order, Wellbody?
1: Yes. Um, worried all around, mostly because of the uncertainty. So with the reduction in flights coming into Sierra Leone there's now very few options for um, air shipments which even just generally for our for our normal use we're we're seeing we haven't seen any options for shipping cold chain which is very worrying because we have um, a lot of lab reagents that require cold chain also insulin is cold chain and if we're not able to bring in um, cold chain shipments that will impact, um, that will impact our ability to, to provide, um, care to, to patients. Um, but also just the uncertainty around, um, you know, shipping, sea shipping seems to be, um, not impacted in terms of timelines, but the costs have gone up. Um, we are expecting that customs clearance and country will not be impacted, too much but we have yet to prove that so hopefully we're right about that um yeah air shipments the cost has gone up significantly and also the only only provider bringing air freight into sierra leone is dhl Um, so the options are very limited and some of our suppliers um, are not used to using dhl so um, we're we're working with them on how to make that how to how to uh, figure out the DHL um, system with with them, especially for human reagents. Right now, there's um, a shipment of human reagents, which is the biochemistry uh, biochemistry analyzer that have been ready to ship to Leca for almost three and a half weeks now, and there have been um, no freight options. It's a it's a keep cool shipment, and even with DHL, the timeline is they can't guarantee that it would arrive in the right amount of time so they're they're not shipping that to us and they're holding it so we're working we're working with them on finding a solution um but that's definitely been stressful
0: and what about the ordering system for our general supplies so obviously this impacts all of that as well but have we moved forward with Kind of the standard orders that we would require. Or have you changed any of the approach um, to our supply chain?
1: Yes, we've moved forward. Um, we um, we are paying a lot of attention to lead times, and some of our suppliers are um, are. You know more tend to be more accurate with their lead times so we are putting weight on those suppliers especially the ones that have things available to ship um, soon we're trying to ship as much by sea as possible so reducing the number of suppliers and um, even if the cost of for one one's particular item is higher from one place we know that um, from one supplier we know that the cost of air shipping and the availability of air shipments has gone up so much that it's in our best interest to try to um, consolidate with fewer suppliers and ship by sea. Um, so that's all being taken into account. But we have moved, um, we have moved forward with the normal bulk orders, and um, we, yeah, the, a lot of things are not delayed. There are, however, some quite essential items that uh have been delayed uh you know gloves surgical masks gowns all of those supplies um are having you know no confirmed lead time because of delays you know globally with shortages and high demand but for those things we are okay in the short term we just what we're worried about is the medium and long term if we're not able to replenish our stock
0: and when, <clears throat> excuse me, when you say the short term, how long are you thinking we're, you know, we have a buffer?
1: Well, line by line, it's a bit different, but, um, you know, like gloves were okay for the next six, seven months. Um, gowns, I think um, the type that we'd prefer, we prefer, um, we only have maybe three months remaining, but we do have a lot of other gowns um, that we can use as a substitute if we need to, like for, for surgery, um, it's just, they're just not the preferred option. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many formulary lines that we're managing, so it's a bit different, you know, line by line, but, um, how many
0: formulary yeah, lines not... are we managing?
1: Um, let's see, we have,
0: a lot of clicking over there. Sorry to throw <laughs> question uh, at you.
1: 650 items.
0: Is that, I mean, for, uh, for our staff who are listening, like, is that a lot? I mean, it sounds like an enormous number of supplies to me, <laughs> but like compared to hospitals in Philadelphia, for instance, is that a lot of supplies and how do we come up with well, that?
1: So we try to consolidate to fewer. So in a, in a hospital in Philadelphia, they would have, you know, every different brand of suture for different preference for surgeons. And they would have lots of different types of exam gloves, nitrile, latex, powder-free, powdered. And we try to consolidate to um, just, you know, as few items, as few SKUs as possible, stock keeping units um, for a number of reasons. But um, just, you know, we try to find the best value for money uh, for for things like gloves um, and by, you know, all of the quantity and like the cheapest type of exam glove is latex. And we can if we were to split between nitrile and latex, um, that would impact our budget and impact the amount that we can the amount that we can do. So we're trying to stretch um, and so one of the ways we can do that and one of the ways we can to, we can um, keep our stock levels good and, you know, r- simplify our formulary is to try to keep that number not too, too high. Yeah.
0: And you've been a part of supply chain responses to lots of different emergencies um, since you started at PIH. How... How does this compare from a supply chain perspective, the coronavirus outbreak to Ebola or cholera?
1: This is very different um, because of the global nature. Um, there's during the Ebola outbreak, um, there really, you know, the region that was impacted was West Africa, and so the rest of the world was still operating normally, and the uh, there were shortages for. Ebola-related items, but it wasn't as significant or as widespread. Um, and the the focus of the Ebola response, the whole world was coming to help West Africa and help, um, you know, make sure that all of the supplies were getting to Sierra Leone and Liberia and Guinea. And in this case, everybody is everybody's having the same <laughs> the same shortages, and the uh, you know shipments and everything are impacted not just in the region, but globally. Um, so like, for example, in the U S and the EU, they've, they've restricted exports of the very things that we are also in need of in Sierra Leone. Um, so we are able to still export things from the U S, um, because there's a, there's a clause that uh, that means that humanitarian-related shipments are allowed to leave the U.S., um, and, but the EU, until it was last week, I think, when they, when they um, eased the restriction, but it impacted some of our shipments from the EU, our normal bulk order shipments. They had to pull out the gowns and surgical masks because uh, the EU was having shortages of those things, and so they put export restrictions Um, in place. So, um, yeah, that's definitely different than in past emergencies that were a little bit more localized.
0: I mean, I know there's a lot concerning the supply chain right now, and um, we're all really worried about what happens uh, if there are more confirmed cases in, in Sierra Leone and in the region in general. Um but what uh if anything are you optimistic about um is keeping you motivated during this moment.
1: Yeah, I mean I I'm feeling hopeful that um we have we have a, a pretty pretty good stock of things left over from ebola so like n95 masks that are now really hard to find internationally we're okay for the next six months or so which gives us a really you know a comfortable buffer um that we um you know we don't have to worry about air shipments and we don't have to worry that the that the lead time is four to five months we're actually that's actually okay for us um so that's, you know, also reassured that Marta is, you know, so on top of, you know, figuring out quantities that we need and what we need and so I feel like we are in very capable, competent hands in terms of planning for what we might need in Kono. And how is the, Kissy and Laca?
0: And how is the supply chain team? Doing right now in Sierra Leone? How are they feeling?
1: Yeah, well, I think really good. Yuratu and Teddy and Kareem and Princess and Aliyu and they've all been, you know, helping us in all the different areas to you know check what we have, at, check all of our quantities at the warehouse, and you know keep the facilities stocked and place you know urgent orders in Freetown. So, yeah, the team has been helping a lot to support our response already
0: thank you so much Allie, for taking time i know um, everyone's gonna love to hear from you and um, thanks for all you're doing to make sure we have what we need to respond to this thanks johnny thanks everyone for listening tomorrow i'll be back with Isata dumbuya to hear a little bit about the impact that coronavirus is having on maternal health services in kono district (laughs) Take it on.